Did you like playing the clarinet, or were you just forced? No, to I. Why well, I didn't know any better? <laughs> How come you didn't keep it up? Um, because the school kept getting new instruments. Where where'd you go from? It's a starter instrument. Well, at yes. least a stronger instrument. And I yeah, and I think when I was a sophomore, the school bought an oboe. So I said, I must play the oboe. You just said, oh boy, to the oboe. Oh boy, to the oboe. Oh. Huh? Speaking of clarinet. So then, how long did you play the oboe? Uh, through college. Oh, you played the oboe. So you were an oboist before you were anything else. I was an really. oboist. Yeah. I played the French horn. You dabbled in the clarinet, but you were an oboist. Uh, yeah, I played the oboe, and uh, oboe is a thing that looks like a bedpost. No, I don't know. You're thinking bassoon. English horn. I'm thinking bassoon. Yeah, the bassoon. Well, oboe is a. The little like one, the like one that looks like a clarinet, except it got a double reed. So it's easy to transfer from the clarinet to the oboe. No, no, the oboe is much harder. Much harder. It takes less wind, but it's much harder to blow it. Yes, to keep the sound going and to not make funny noises. Yeah. Although the clarinet squeaks and yeah. Makes How was your ambrosia? Uh, um, sure. Good this time of year. <laughs> It's it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Give me a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Klezmer.
Clap into the microphone. Putting a klez back in klezmer, ladies and gentlemen. This is Yid Vicious. And uh, who? Uh, I, you're Yid, I presume? Uh, sure, I can be, but really my name's Greg. Greg uh, Smith. A Jewish name, yes. Is it Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> so we just played. Can I you. ask you, uh, any, none of you guys actually look Jewish. We're not. We're not. Uh, is that a problem for getting gigs at Jewish uh, affairs? Well, we are. I feel like we're all sons of Abraham, so. <laughs> Abraham, who? I don't know if it's been a problem per se. Three very nice Gentile boys, very good musicians, who play all the requisite instruments. Uh, how does the, how do they get into klezmer? How do you get into klezmer? Um, I was asked to join the band. Yeah, a guy named Bob found, founded the band. He knows, actually, Matt was a founding member. He can probably tell how it got started to begin with. Yeah. 1994. Yeah. But I, you know. So did it start as a Bad Finger cover band? No, it, start, <laughs> it started, I was asked to play. They had already started the band. So they had. Any Jew involved at all? I mean, I'm not. It was. Bob Jacobson okay. started the band. He's. He's first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pillay, he was half Jewish, I think. Okay, I don't know. So, yeah. so they asked me to join, and I said I had never heard of Klezmer. I didn't know what it was. I'm not sure I still do, but they had a gig. I said, okay, I'll go see these guys and see if I want to join the band. And they passed the audition, so yeah. I joined. So. And is there always a clarinet? Is a clarinet the most important element of this? Oh, of course. Um, um, the, is that why you're holding one? Well, go, if, a little bit of history. You know, in the 1400s, there's you know anti-Jewish, you know, anti-Semitic uh, laws being passed. What else is new? Yeah, right. So they're told not to play very loud instruments. So they were relegated to flutes and violins and stuff. But as the music came over here, our little, and I'm sure any scholar can debunk this, uh, is that oh, they discovered the clarinet. And the clarinet kind of took over as, and so this had been in the 1800s and like during the diaspora. Benny Goodman was formed. So the first piece we played was Tanz Tanz Knedlik, which means dance, dance, you little matzo balls. And now we will play the Vicious Bulgar for you. Sounds good to me. Yid Vicious.
Ian Vicious, I'll be back later in the holiday party show from What Do You Know Here. Welcome, if you're just joining us. I'll be back. That was Ian Vicious. And that's uh, Matt Appleby, uh, Jeff Brady, and Greg Smith doing that wonderful music there. And it wasn't hard to tell the only Jew in the group because I was up on my feet the whole time. Well, it makes you wonder about uh, holiday traditions here. And let me just say here that on December 24th, traditionally, uh, Christmas Eve is a big thing, but... Uh, what happened? Well, uh, that's when the uh, cocks uh, crowed all night. No. <laughs> Let me say it again, see if you agree this time. That's uh, Christmas Eve. It is said that I'm... I'm oh, it is said. That, yeah, you can put that before anything and say anything. <laughs> yeah, I know somebody... You don't have to say who it is said it. They, who is, who is, who is they it? say. Yes. Falling in love is wonderful. <laughs> I always thought that's a good one. It is said that who I'm Christmas... That? It's a song. Remember the song, don't you? No. So they say, da da da. This thing that's known as romance is wonderful. Never mind. On Christmas, anyhow, the cocks are crowing all night, it is said. And by his vigilance, he keeps away all evil spirits for the night. The belief was alluded to by Shakespeare in Hamlet. Hmm. Remember this part? How about the crowing no. of the cock? No, not all night long either. All night? That's another song, actually. <laughs> It faded on the crowing of the cock. Some say that ever against the season comes wherein our Savior's birth is celebrated, the bird of dawning singeth all night long. And then they say, they say, uh, no spirit, Shakespeare started this that. This is they in, say. in Hamlet? Yeah. Hmm. No spirit can walk abroad. The nights are wholesome, then no planets strike, no fairy takes, no witch hath power to charm. So hallowed and so gracious is the time. There's a lot in but there. But the damn thing keeps you up. That's the only hmm. drawback, but it's a wonderful thing. Oh, that's merry old England. Now, here's Scandinavia. We're talking about the Christmas hmm. Eve practices in Scandinavia. Oh, well, I guess we lost that. Well, that's because you came here. Yes. <laughs> Christmas Eve and day customs are an amalgam of practices of many lands and ages. From old Scandinavia comes the burning of a log on the Lord's hearth each Christmas. Well, you know that one. But the Lord has a hearth. Lord has, yeah, you got to have hearts, miles and miles. Uh, the, the main convivial event of the season. So you remember that? Did you hmm. have the log burning on the hearth? No, we didn't have a hearth. You couldn't find a log and just throw it out, you know, do it outside? I know, I know. No, I mean, rich people in the cities, they had fireplaces. We didn't. Oh. What did you have for heat? A furnace. What a wonderful idea. <laughs> The custom arose from the ancient uh, rite of the winter solstice when huge bonfires were built to honor the god Thor. Mm. Can you say Thor? Thor. Very good. The custom of decorating a tree for seasons comes from the medieval Germany. Yes. The hanging of mistletoe comes from the Druids. Hmm. And how do we know that even? Do they hang them on that Stonehenge? And where are the Druids now? Where is anybody now? <laughs> Why single Emma? who at their own solstitial festival used to cut it from their most sacred tree, the oak, in belief of its great curative powers. Christmas, mummery, and pageants. Mummery? Mummeries. Had their origins in the Roman Saturnalian festivals, where men and women wore the clothes of the opposite sex. Well, they were ahead of their time. And mass as well. Yes, really. <laughs> so that's just some things from the... Facts it was outlawed, though. You know, Christmas was outlawed at one point in England. By in England, I think so. By whom? Uh, and why? Yeah, 
There was a time during the Puritan ascendancy in England, 1644, when the observance of Christmas was forbidden. The law was passed in 1644, making December 25th a market day and ordering that the shops be kept open. (laughs) That's it. Get on where it hurts. That certainly kept caught on. Yeah. Um, The making of plum puddings and mince pies was forbidden as a heathen custom. Hmm. Puritans. They founded our country, you know. No, it's not those Puritans. Yeah, same ones. You betcha. <laughs> this law was repealed after the Restoration, but the dissenters ridiculed yeah. the celebration of Christmas by calling it a fool tide in well, burlesque of Yuletide. Ellie got engaged well, on, a, on Thanksgiving. You, you guys don't deserve to know about it. I don't want, you want to come in here, we'll talk about it. Well, that's a segue. So she'll be celebrating uh, two different holidays. Every year, I'm when when, Han- when Hanukkah Christmas time comes around, you gotta celebrate both of them. And I'm saying, I'm just saying that I was what? in this situation myself, my first marriage. You she, celebrated your engagement as a special I'm thing. I'm not talking about the engagement. We we're past that. I'm saying she got engaged. Right. Therefore, but, someday it seems like she'll be married. Well, in June. And it's uh, it's and he's Italian. She's uh, uh, not uh, Italian. Not Italian. Yes, it was basically Godfather too. <laughs> so he's celebrating two different celebrations. I'm saying that has always struck me because I, my first marriage, and she was, you know, a, a Christian Methodist, and uh, so I actually wrote something about it. And I thought this is for Ellie and Dom. Uh, it's a little thing called Hanukkah Mus. Christmas can be a trying time of the year for interfaith couples, unless one of you can force the other to convert. It pays to show a little sensitivity toward the other person's traditions, no matter how much pagan mumbo-jumbo they seem to be. Holiday traditions mean a lot to people, particularly people in retail. (laughs) So if yours is a mixed marriage, by that I mean two different religions, not a marriage between a man and a woman, here are some tips. One, remember, neither the Old nor the New Testament records lightning striking a house, lightning striking a house, just because it had a Christmas tree. But just in case, ground it. I would avoid large replicas of beef cattle in gold or fiberglass, though, unless you're living above a cow's roast beef. If a Christmas tree gives you problems, just hang little dreidels on it and think of it as a marketplace of ideas. (laughs) And since there's usually a star on top anyway, so it has six points. As to the type of tree, compromise, get a U. Thank you. Uh, do try to keep in mind that a Jewish spouse coming home to a wreath on the door is subject to cardiac arrest, and then you'll need two wreaths on the door. Uh, two, a crash is pretty hard to disguise, even if you call it a lawn ornament. But try it and put a couple of uh, deer as well, maybe reflecting globe. You might follow example of some town halls that have avoided legal challenges to their creches by putting a cutout of a Jewish pediatrician in with a baby. (laughs) The miracle then becomes the... Thank you. The miracle then becomes the fact that he makes house calls. (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm killing in the other room and hearing nothing. (laughs) Three, strings of lights around the house are pretty easily... Strings of lights around the house are pretty easily explained... Uh, since you're on the approach to the airport anyway. Just tell your spouse it'll lower your homeowners. 
Stockings next to the fireplace won't generally raise the hackles of a Jewish mate unless they're stuffed with rosaries. Hard candy is always nice. Another tip, use support hose. His mother did. Don't push your luck and expect your Jewish spouse to get up on the roof to install a plywood Santa and reindeer. However, Jesus, after all, was the last Jewish carpenter. Four, as for holiday music, why not meet each other halfway with Barbara Streisand singing Little Drummer Boy and the Marvin Tabernacle Choir uh, version of Yentl. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire is also a nice choice because Mel Torme could be Jewish. A word to the Jewish spouse. They can't make you go to the sing-along Messiah. And since you don't know the words or the tune, a good case can be made for leaving you at home. If you do go, don't worry. If everybody gets all worked up, if they light torches, worry. (laughs) And five and last, I'm happy to say, relax about going over to your spouse's family for your first Christmas. You'll come back. And you'll be a metric wrench set and a pair of sorrel boots richer. Remember, to your John non-Jewish spouse, exchanging presents does not mean returning them to the store, at least not right away. Christmas cards should be in good taste and two-dimensional. They should never say, one of us wishes you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> but rather something seasonal, such as cold enough for you? <laughs> if you are celebrating your first Hanukkah, Don't buy scented candles or light beer by mistake. I said Festival of Lights, not Bud Light. Don't worry if at first the significance of the holiday escapes you. The miracle of oil lasting eight days in the temple will soon take on meaning as you try to stretch the few dollars left in your account after celebrating both holidays. There you have it. Kanukamas. Oh, come on. Fine, they applaud, they don't come back. <laughs> but once they're gone, they never come back. Have you noticed that? No. Who's going to do a little uh, Christmas <clears throat> song here? I'll do it. Oh, Carol. Don't let them steal your heart away. Remember that song? Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, you dropped that on my foot, practically. No, come in here. Here's where the. Jeez. What's hostility on the holidays? <laughs> What have I done to deserve this? Have I not just served you well? No, stand up here. Stand up here. Okay, okay. I'll give you. I got words. So how are we doing this? No, put that down. You don't oh, get to put your words down. Okay. No, have we got words here. Christmas. You have words? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Okay, let me find out where that is here on the list. Okay, here. Sing that. Wait a minute. La, 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 Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Soon turn into bubbles
Fantastic. That'll be 50 bucks. <laughs> you can actually sing. What an unfair advantage in doing karaoke. Yes. Sam's going to see what songs they have. Yeah. Oh, we Sam. A what a, a man. Hey, Sam. Here's our song. <laughs> I can give you one. Wow. Have you heard Rock Around the Christmas tree? I've heard the Blue Christmas, the Elvis. I would say for you, Jingle Bell Rock, you heard that one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring Snowing and blowing, the bushels of fun Now the jingle hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells chime in jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bells swell In the frosty air it's a bright time, it's the right time to rock the night away. Jingle bell time is a swell time to go gliding in a one-horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle around the clock. Mix and mingle in the jingling feet. That's the Jingle Bell Rock Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock Jingle Bell Chime and Jingle Bell Yeah, they're singing through it again Dancing, dancing, Jingle Bell Square In the frosty air What a bright time, it's the right time To rock 
the night away Jingle bell time is a swell time To go gliding in a one-horse sleigh Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet Jingle around the clock Mix and a mingle in the jingling beat That's the jingle bell, that's the jingle bell That's the jingle bell rock A star is born. A star is born. All right, we're gonna we're gonna end that the karaoke section with Sam because you can't beat that. Oh, I know. I want to do another Jewish thing here. Ellie, when she was a kid, wanted to be Christian. She did. Yes, because the, the holidays were better. Oh, oh. For the better holidays. Christmas was, I, I, so that's what this is about. Oh, okay. This is called Santa is Jewish. And this is Ellie when she was hmm. very little to this day. Ellie wants to be Christian. When I asked her why, she's nearly seven now and has been holding a lot of concepts, like the need for a father up to the light. She said, because I like red and green. Be a stoplight, I told her. Annoyed but undeterred, her MO, she asked, does John, her bus driver and the best bus driver in the world, he's so cute, celebrate Christmas? I think he celebrates busmas, I said. Dad, she squawked in her overtorqued engine bolt caterwaul. I'm going to be Christian. Ellie, I said, hoping to avoid a theological discussion until I can't get up to walk away from one. We have eight days. That's eight beanie babies. Eight beanie babies. Never mind the Maccabees would have made one beanie baby last eight days. That wouldn't cut it with Ellie. They only have one day. That's one beanie baby. And the second day, they return everything. <laughs> Kids respect it when you level with them. And that seemed to quell the immediate disturbance, or at least until they learned that the 12 days of Christmas in school, and she gets off the bus wanting to be a Christian with a partridge in the pear tree. Should that pass, too, there's still the lingering fear based on an actual news story that she will one day be lured into a baptismal pool at summer camp. <laughs> Quote, they get to swim in their clothes. <laughs> that would force my hand to implement the controversial plan C, raising the girls as Christians so they'll find Jewish boys exotic. <laughs> <laughs> a better solution might be to work from Ellie's bedtime comment on the holiday season, Dad. Santa is Jewish. He is. All right, that's it. <laughs> All right. What do you say we eat? Should we hear more music? No, yes, we'll be hearing more music while we're eating. Oh. We are going to partake of the food now. No, they get to eat afterwards. <laughs> you worry about everyone but me. But you come to my show, they worry about the musicians and they're eating. If they can eat while they're playing music. Then then it's not like talking while they're eating. Then it shall be so. But we have these dishes here. We have some amazing dishes that were brought. Uh, uh, let's just, for example, here, we'll get the band set up here, get ready to play a couple of more tunes for you, for your digestion. Once again, for our holiday festivities, the traditional style.
grow up in the right family, you get family recipes like this.
I think he's off eating somewhere. Um, yeah, but they all got food on their laps. So let's, uh, we'll save that for later. Yeah. Um, instead of doing the hand jive. Uh, all right, sorry, I was out getting an eggnog. Thanks, Yid Vicious, Yay. ladies and gentlemen. Weren't they wonderful? For a Klezmore Christmas, you can't beat it. The Klezmarine from Yid Vicious. Did you guys want to do one more? Sure. Really? Sure. Even though you have the check in your pocket right there? Yeah, we've already been paid, but we'll still do another one. All right, that's great. What's this closing number going to be? A closing number? Well, I don't know. They got... Yeah. Okay, so this, if you know the hand jive. Yes. Although you have food, food on Stephanie. Okay, Carol's getting ready here. Oh, I'm so, not getting So, Carol, do you know the hand jive? All right, well, you know, tell us about it. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. All right, okay, yeah, we got, what, you got a sunbreeze for us? Hand jive. Yeah. Hand jive. Nope. Nope. You don't have to sing on this one. <laughs> So this is our this is our tribute to it, it is a Jewish folk song, but we this is our Bo Diddley tune. All right.
and listen to the podcast. And uh, this is it for our little season.